Beyond Jezebel's Shadow by Nicole Christie In the dim twilight, I lingered in the shadows, my hands trembling beneath the weight of anticipation. Before me stood Queen Jezebel, bathed in the dying glow of the sun. Her presence commanded the room, radiating power and allure in equal measure. Her skin emitted a soft, ethereal glow, as if touched by the lingering embrace of twilight, while her auburn hair captured and mirrored the fading hues of the departing daylight. Those dark, inscrutable eyes held a glimmer of mischief that sent a chill down my spine, and her lips, plump and ripe as the most luscious pomegranate, curved into a smile that promised both ecstasy and agony. Jezebel was more than captivating. She was an enigma, a puzzle I yearned to solve. Every movement she made exuded deliberate grace, and every word dripped with honeyed venom, leaving an intoxicating trail in its wake. I had served her for years, a willing acolyte ensnared by her charms. I had witnessed firsthand the razor-sharp mind hidden beneath her delicate facade, a mind as lethal as any blade. Men fell at her feet with a flick of her wrist, their hearts and minds ensnared by her spell. I had seen kings and princes crumble under the weight of her influence, their fates sealed by the swift and merciless hand of retribution. But Jezebel's manipulative prowess extended beyond mere mortals. She wielded her wit and beauty like weapons, turning friend against friend and ally against ally in her relentless pursuit of power. Yet, behind the veil of her mesmerizing allure lay a darkness, a malevolent force that lurked within the depths of her soul. It was a darkness few dared to acknowledge for fear of invoking her wrath. But I knew it was there, a serpent coiled and ready to strike at a moment's notice. As I stood in her presence, bathed in the fading light of day, a sense of unease settled over me like a shroud. Beneath her beauty and grace lay a heart as cold and unyielding as the depths of winter. Though I served her faithfully, a lingering question gnawed at my conscience. What secrets lay buried within the depths of Queen Jezebel's soul? One evening, as the sun dipped below the horizon, casting long shadows across the courtyard, Queen Jezebel and I found ourselves alone in her chambers. She sat upon her ornate throne-like chair, her gaze fixed upon the flickering flames of the hearth, a distant look in her eyes that sent shivers down my spine. Tell me, Miriam, her voice smooth as silk, what do you see when you look upon me? I hesitated, choosing my words with care. A queen of unparalleled beauty and power, I replied. A faint smile tugged at the corners of Jezebel's lips, devoid of warmth. And what else? she pressed, her gaze piercing like twin daggers. A shiver ran down my spine as I met her gaze. A woman unafraid to do whatever it takes, I admitted, my voice barely above a whisper. The smile vanished replaced by an amusement tinged with something darker that made my blood run cold. Astute, Miriam, she said, her voice like a siren's call. But do you fear me? My heart skipped a beat, caught between reverence and terror. I serve you faithfully, my queen, I offered, bowing my head. Laughter echoed through the chamber, chilling like the tolling of a funeral bell. Fear may drive you, Miriam, she said, 
her voice as cold as the winter wind. But fear is fleeting, easily shattered by the allure of power and ambition. A shiver traced its icy fingers down my spine as I faced the stark reality of my situation. Serving Queen Jezebel had ensnared me in a labyrinth of deception from which escape seemed impossible. As I stared into the depths of her dark, unfathomable eyes, I knew that I would go to any lengths to survive, even if it meant sacrificing my own soul upon the altar of her insatiable ambition. In the court of Queen Jezebel, alliances were fleeting, and loyalty was a currency easily spent. I understood that I must tread cautiously, vigilant for the faintest whisper of betrayal, poised to retaliate with the cunning and ruthlessness demanded by the treacherous game we played. As the flames flickered, casting sinister shadows across the chamber, Queen Jezebel's gaze drifted to a small idol nestled in the corner, its features contorted into a grotesque mockery of humanity. Do you recognize this, Miriam? Her voice, like honeyed poison, held me in thrall. Following her gaze, I beheld the idol with dread and fascination. It is Baal, the Canaanite god of storms and fertility, I murmured. A smile devoid of warmth graced Jezebel's lips. Indeed it is, she purred, her voice as smooth as silk. And you wonder why I keep it here, within the very heart of the palace? Unable to tear my gaze away from the idol's twisted visage, I shook my head. No, my queen, I confessed, my voice trembling with apprehension. Her smile widened, revealing the razor-sharp edges of her ambition. I keep it as a reminder, Miriam, she intoned, her voice tinged with an ancient and primal power. A reminder of the boundless force that lies beyond these walls, awaiting its moment to be unleashed upon the world. A chill gripped me as the significance of Baal's presence dawned upon me. Bringing this idol into the palace was not merely symbolic. It was a daring proclamation, a challenge to the very foundations of our faith. You seek to rival Yahweh, my queen, I ventured, my words hesitant, unsure of their reception. Jezebel's smile transformed into a predatory smirk. Rival? she scoffed. No, my dear Miriam, to surpass him. Baal's power is ancient and untamed, unlike the rigid confines of your Yahweh. With him by my side, I shall usher in a new era where Israel flourishes under the bountiful blessings of the storm and the harvest. Her words were like a siren song, intoxicating and seductive, stirring a tempest of conflicting emotions within me. Yet, beneath the allure lay a lingering fear. The prophets had warned of dire consequences for those who strayed from the path of righteousness. But the people, my queen, I stammered, my voice trembling with uncertainty. They are devout followers of Yahweh. Will they accept? Jezebel's laughter cut through the air like a knife, sharp and dismissive. The people are but sheep, Miriam, she declared, her gaze hardening. Easily swayed by promises of grandeur and spectacle, a dash of theatrics, a whisper of prosperity, and they shall kneel before us, their faith wavering. Rising from her throne with feline grace, she closed the distance between us, her presence imposing and commanding. You, Miriam, she declared, her voice low and compelling, 
shall be my instrument. Your loyalty and insight into the people's hearts are invaluable to our cause. With your aid, we shall sow the seeds of doubt, nurture them into rebellion, and reap the rewards of a kingdom united under the banner of Baal. Her words hung heavy in the air, laden with the weight of her ambition. My heart thundered within my chest, torn between the dictates of duty and the alluring promises Jezebel dangled before me. Could I forsake my faith, risk the wrath of the prophets, and embrace the power and favour of a queen driven by ambition and a foreign deity? I gazed into her eyes, seeking a glimpse of humanity, a shadow of doubt. Yet I only found steely determination, a reflection of the storm god she fervently worshipped. At that moment, I understood that my path was irrevocably set. Whether by loyalty, fear, or perhaps by a twisted ambition of my own, I would become Queen Jezebel's instrument, and the destiny of Israel would teeter on a precarious edge. As you command, my queen, I murmured, my voice barely audible. Yet, beneath the facade of obedience, a spark ignited within me, echoing the untamed power of Baal himself. The game had begun, and the pieces were in motion. Days bled into weeks, and whispers of Baal rippled through the kingdom like wildfire. Amid bustling marketplaces and beneath the cloak of starlit skies, I became Jezebel's shadow, weaving tales of doubt regarding Yahweh's supremacy and extolling the might of the storm god. My words, crafted with precision and laced with honeyed deception, found fertile ground among the weary and downtrodden. The relentless drought, a merciless hand strangling the life from the land, stoked their fears. I promised Baal offered not only rain, but abundance, a chance to break free from the chains of tradition and embrace a new dawn. But the prophets, fierce champions of Yahweh, proved resistant to my whispered lies. They thundered sermons, condemning Jezebel as a heretic and Baal as a false deity. Yet fear proved to be a fragile shield. As the sun continued its merciless reign, crops withered and hope dwindled, even the most devout souls began to falter. One scorching afternoon, a prophet named Elijah, his eyes ablaze with righteous fury, stormed into the palace. He confronted Jezebel directly, his voice echoing through the grand hall like a tempestuous wind. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, he thundered, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years, except by my word. Unfazed by his theatrics, Jezebel met his challenge with a haughty smile. And who are you to question the will of a queen? she retorted. Our people suffer, Elijah. Baal offers solace, a promise of salvation. The prophet's gaze hardened. Empty promises. Your god is but an idol of the wind, while mine wields the power of creation itself. Repent, Jezebel, before your reign crumbles like these parched fields. Undeterred, Jezebel issued a public challenge. On Mount Carmel, before the eyes of the entire kingdom, Elijah and the prophets of Baal would engage in a contest of divine intervention. The deity who answered with fire would be hailed as the true god. The day of reckoning arrived, the mountaintop teeming with anxious onlookers. Jezebel, resplendent in robes of crimson, stood at my side, 
her demeanour a facade of unwavering confidence. The prophets of Baal, frenzied and chanting, danced around their altar, beseeching their deity for a sign. Yet, the sun remained indifferent, their fervent cries swallowed by the vast expanse of sky. Alone and resolute, Elijah stepped forward, his silhouette stark against the horizon. With fervent prayer and unwavering faith, he called upon Yahweh. Suddenly, a lightning bolt cleaved the heavens, igniting the altar in a blaze of divine glory. The crowd gasped, then erupted in a cacophony of awe and fear. Jezebel's mask faltered, a fleeting flicker of doubt crossing her eyes before she banished it. But it was too late. The people, swayed by the spectacle, knelt before Elijah, declaring Yahweh the true God. However, Jezebel was not one to yield easily to defeat. Her fury, akin to a cornered beast, seethed beneath the surface. She retaliated with a vengeance, relentlessly pursuing the prophets with ruthless efficiency. Some, like Elijah, managed to slip through her grasp. Their warnings carried on the winds of desperation. Others met their end, their deaths igniting the flames of resentment that now smouldered within the hearts of the faithful. I observed, torn between allegiance and apprehension, Jezebel's once unassailable power faltered at the seams. Fractured by faith and terror, the kingdom hovered precariously on the edge of chaos. In the shadows, murmurs of rebellion began to take root, nourished by the swelling resistance and the king's doubts, gnawed by the drought and Jezebel's pervasive influence. Then, on a fateful day, tidings reached us. King Ahab, leading his forces into battle against their adversaries, fell on the field. Jezebel ascended the throne with calculated precision, seizing the opportunity, her grip tightening like a vice. But her rule, constructed upon manipulation and intimidation, resembled a fragile house of cards. Would the whispers of rebellion escalate into a deafening clamour, engulfing the realm in flames of revolution? Would Jezebel's insatiable ambition consume her whole, or would she find a way to weather the tempest? And where would my own loyalties ultimately lie, ensnared between the honeyed promises of a queen and the murmurs of a divided populace? The game had just commenced, and the stakes had never been higher. As the kingdom mourned the passing of Ahab, a sombre pall descended upon the palace, Whispers of Jezebel's unchecked ambition and Baal's hollow promises yielded to the weighty silence of mourning and doubt. Yet, beneath the surface, a storm brewed. The rebels, emboldened by the king's demise, grew more audacious, their murmurs evolving into defiant chants. Ever the strategist, Jezebel tightened her grip, wielding fear as her weapon of choice. Taxes soared, dissenters vanished into the night, and an aura of paranoia suffocated the once vibrant capital. Caught in the tumult, I felt the strain on my loyalties intensify. Jezebel's assurances now left a bitter taste upon my tongue, her beauty obscured by the suffering she inflicted. Yet, forsaking her meant plunging into the unknown abyss, risking the wrath of a woman who crushed opposition beneath her heel like brittle leaves. On a moonlit evening, Shrouded in the embrace of darkness, a cloaked figure clandestinely entered my chamber. It was Elijah, his weathered features etched with a sense of urgency that mirrored the weight of his words.
Miriam, he whispered hoarsely. The queen's dominion stands upon precarious ground. Ere long, the hounds of fate shall feast upon Jezebel by the walls of Jezreel. Join us. Lend your hand to the uprising, and you shall emerge as a harbinger of transformation. His words resonated deep within me. Was this my chance for redemption? An opportunity to rectify the wrongs I had unwittingly perpetuated? Yet, could I betray the woman who had offered me shelter, who, despite her darkness, had bestowed upon me power and purpose? Days turned into weeks as I grappled with my conscience. Each cruelty inflicted by Jezebel fueled my determination, while the whispers of a brighter tomorrow, murmured by Elijah and the burgeoning resistance, fanned the flames of hope. Then, like a tempest from the west, the storm arrived. Jehu, a warrior driven by vengeance and righteousness, marched inexorably toward the capital, his ranks swelling with each passing day. Jezebel, cornered and desperate, rallied her remaining loyalists, their expressions grim and resolute. The ensuing clash was a tableau of carnage and chaos. From my concealed vantage point, I witnessed brother pitted against brother, neighbour against neighbour, the very fabric of the city tearing itself asunder. The clash reverberated through the palace, rattling the very foundations of power. As Jehu's forces breached the fortress gates, chaos reigned supreme. Jezebel, her eyes ablaze with a defiance born of desperation, summoned me to her chambers with urgency ringing in her voice. Miriam, she commanded, the words tight with a volatile blend of fury and fear. Fetch my most precious jewels, ready my swiftest chariot. We must flee this place. Yet I stood rooted to the spot, the weight of my decision heavy upon my shoulders. This flight would not be my own. Jezebel's gaze narrowed, comprehension dawning. You betray me, she hissed, her hand instinctively seeking the concealed dagger nestled within the folds of her robe. No, my queen, I retorted, surprising even myself with the steadiness of my tone. I betray myself no longer. The kingdom yearns for peace, not further bloodshed. Fury contorted Jezebel's features, but before she could unleash her wrath, Jehu's soldiers stormed into the chamber, their leader exuding an aura of raw authority and righteous indignation. Queen Jezebel, Jehu proclaimed, his voice resonating through the chamber. Your tyrannical reign draws to its conclusion. Surrender and face the judgment that awaits you. Jezebel straightened her posture, regal defiance seeping back into her demeanour instantly. Never, she spat, her eyes flashing with unyielding resolve. I am a scion of kings, a queen. You, sir, are nothing more than a usurper. The people will stand by me when I address them. That shall not come to pass, King Jehu declared resolutely. What? Queen Jezebel retorted indignantly. Do you intend to slay me? Nay, he affirmed. I shall not sully my reign with the blood of a queen. At that moment, three bald-headed eunuchs strode forward past King Jehu, their purpose clear. These men, whose manhood you deemed unworthy of your purity, harbour no such reservations, Jehu asserted his voice unyielding. With a defiant cry, Jezebel struggled against their grasp, her voice echoing through the chamber. Unhand me, you wretches! I am the queen! 
Gazing toward the palace window, King Jihu commanded, Throw her down! As the eunuchs dragged the resisting queen toward the window, she pleaded desperately, No, spare me, and Baal shall elevate you to the stature of gods. No, it cannot be. With a swift motion, they hurled her from the window, her cries of protest echoing into the night as she plummeted to the ground below. The crowd, a maelstrom of anger and morbid fascination, erupted into a cacophony of shouts and gasps as her blood stained the ground, the walls, and even some of King Jihu's steeds, which trampled her remains underfoot. Thus, as spectacular in its ascent as it was swift in its demise, her reign came to a brutal and definitive end. As the city settled into an uneasy calm, and King Jihu and his men reveled in the aftermath of their resounding victory, I found myself amidst the wreckage, the burden of my decisions weighing heavily upon my soul. Had I acted rightly? The path ahead remained veiled in uncertainty, the wounds of the conflict still raw and gaping. It was then that King Jihu summoned me. Miriam, his voice resonated with a sombre gravity. You served faithfully as handmaiden to the former queen. Despite the ignoble end she met, she is entitled to a dignified burial. I have tasked my men with retrieving her remains. Could you ensure that all proper rites and ceremonies are observed? If this is too great a burden, you need only say, No, my king, I replied, my voice steady despite the tumult. I shall attend to it. Thank you, Miriam, he acknowledged with a respectful nod, acknowledging the weight of his request upon one who harboured genuine misgivings. As I was led from the grandeur of the great hall to the desolate courtyard where Jezebel had met her end, I was met with a scene of grisly horror. There were scant remains to be gathered. As Elijah had foretold, a pack of feral dogs had feasted upon Jezebel's body. All that remained were her skull, her feet, and her hands. As I gazed out towards the horizon, where orange, red, and black hues blended in a tapestry of a sunset painted with the blood of the fallen, I did not perceive the conclusion of my life or that of my people, but rather the inception of a new dawn. In that moment of contemplation, I realised that my journey had merely commenced, a trip where I would endeavour to script a narrative distinct from the one entrenched in sorrow and strife. It would be a tale where my decisions, honed by the crucible of experience, would sow seeds of hope rather than reaping suffering fields. I stood as a woman reborn, empowered to chart the course of my own destiny, my path illuminated by the hard-earned enlightenment gleaned from the dark shadows cast by the oppressive forces of Baal and Jezebel.